Hey, my friend, welcome back to the MindShift Podcast. This is your host, Daryl Evans. Now, I say welcome back, but if this is your first time here, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you so much. This is MindShift Monday. In this specific MindShift Monday, I'm going to air a very special clip from my interview on the BVTV Business Channel Network in the UK with marketing expert Malcolm Gallagher. We sat down and he wanted to know and ask me and get my thoughts on what drives ROI in marketing. So we're going to air the clip from that show in its entirety here. And to learn more about the work that Malcolm Gallagher and his team are doing at BizVision, head over to bvtv.co.uk. To me, marketing is the engine of a business. It's the profession that is at the core of generating a new customer and in retaining that customer. It has, however, changed dramatically with the advent of digital marketing. Or has it? In my mind, effective marketing today demands a special blend of the digital world with true old-fashioned experience. Let's call it Gravitas. Welcome to this BVTV Network Trilogy, coming to you from the UK studios of BizVision. I'm your host, Malcolm Gallagher. Now, when we chatted recently, my guests and myself realized that we had 80 years of marketing experience between the two. 80 years. Well, I've got the gray bits. That's a lot of water that's flown under our bridges, but a lot of vital experience gained. So let's go to Las Vegas and meet Daryl Evans. Hello, Daryl. Malcolm, I am so excited to be here. Like we have, I think, a great opportunity to, to just unpack a lot of detail. I'm so excited to be here with you with your experience and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Uh, I'm old manish here, this one, but you know, this 50 years and 30 years, people are saying, oh, it's the young people now. No, it's gravitas, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Gravitas is needed. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. There's so much that I think uh, is available today. You and I were talking offline. There's more information available to everyone today. Um, and a lot of times you just got to say, how do I put it all together? And sometimes that's where the experience comes in. We can say, move left, not right, move two degrees yeah. this way, you know, and uh, help people get closer to their, to their end goal. Yeah. But as the saying goes, you and I have won many T-shirts and shredded quite a few along the way. Now, all too often, today's digital marketing people, in my mind, have a focus that is not a true business focus. They want the prettiest of design, the tinkering of SEO, the latest plug-in. But they forget the true purpose of marketing and showing its value. I know that you've got to focus on ROI, that's return on investment. So what's your thoughts here on the why and the how of it? It's a big topic, and I appreciate you asking. Yes. Uh, so, you know, over the last 30 years, I think I, I would start with this idea of why was ROI such a big focus of mine to learn how to turn marketing into the next step, which is a sale, and how to turn that into an ROI. And I, I simplified to say that I've always run and started small businesses without, you know, venture funding. So I've always had the bootstrap mentality of taking the resources that were available to me at that time and being mindful, being prudent, being a good steward, but also realizing that there's an exponential opportunity if we do it properly. And so 
I've always just believed in trying to do what I call lean structured marketing, which is, you know, there are lots of things, Malcolm, as you know, that you can yeah. do. You talked about it, brand marketing, you know, influencer marketing, all these types of things today. Uh, but I was just fortunate, I guess, unfortunate or fortunate, however you want to look at it, to be pressed into a window where I had lean resources mm -hmm. and I had to do and think about the best thing I could do. But I also, because I wouldn't know if it was the best thing to do until I got data or feedback. And today we've got all sorts of data back then that data was not in the form of Google analytics. It was not in the form of, right, of Facebook analytics. It was not in the form of these tools. It was literally having to sit down and be an analyst about whether or not my actions resulted in the outcome that I was hoping for. And mm. I was just, I became a student of yes or no, not failure or success was, was the outcome what I'd hoped. Um, and so we can maybe unpack that a little bit, but I, I'm a big believer today, more so than I used to be in brand awareness. I, I'm, I believe that in our brain, uh, it's very important, the reticular activator system, which I'm not anything of a psychologist, but I've learned that uh, it's important today in today's uh, fast-paced world to remain top of mind. And mm -hmm. Malcolm, when I grew up, I, I did a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of meetings, a lot of networking, yeah, a lot of yeah, offline, yeah. obviously, before the internet took off. So I've really been focused the last five years, six years on how do we stay top of mind using the digital platforms without being an annoying pest so that we can amplify that ROI equation. And so uh, that's kind of where my mindset started with ROI and, and it, with our business and our agency and how we've helped clients. The truth of the matter is, uh, Malcolm, they do want the pretty shiny stuff, but they want to make sure it's making them money. Yes, of course. Yeah. You, you know, we're talking about um, top of mind then. Uh, today's marketers say, oh, we've just invented that. No, they haven't. 30 years ago, you know, when I was teaching selling, we were telling on, on marketing, telling people that you'll need at least seven contacts, seven qualitative contacts before you get a new customer. You know, we talk about you need a direct mail shot, a telephone call. Bury them, otherwise the customer's going to say, oh, it's not Malcolm on the phone again, is it? You know? So uh, all we're getting is, is just, you know, as you quite rightly say, it's a change, just, a, just an evolution of what was there beforehand, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. When I grew up in the 90s and started my sales career and then moved into marketing side, yeah, it was the same thing, seven to 12 touches, seven to 12 yeah. touches. The question is, is how do we define a touch? See, if you're just a salesperson who has a quota, you think the touch, of course, back then, it was all telephone. I mean, and I was mm -hmm. that guy, like it was telephone. Uh, every now and then you'd get out and get in your car and go drive and knock on someone's door at their business office and try to just invite yourself in. But that that felt icky to me. It always did. It, it, I was taught how to do cold calling and taught the whole gamut. But what I developed was this understanding that I, if the person I'm speaking to is likely to have the problem that my product or service can solve, it's not so much about whether they should buy it today or even buy it this time, assuming they may have a recurring reason to need it. It's my job to stay top of mind so that yeah. if and when the day comes, I am the one who owns their mind space. Yeah. And yeah. I, lear I learned this 
when I was in, and I've been, again, fortunate or unfortunate to be in what I call long sales cycle businesses, mm. meaning these products or services are not emergencies. They are discretionary. Yes. They are probably something they need to do, not necessarily what they want to do now, but there's going to be some triggering event. And that triggering event is going to lead them on a path that I would hope that I'm already on with them, or I can join them on the ride and help them with the discovery of the solution. And maybe that's me, or maybe it's not me, but that's how I've always approached it. And to your point today, I think the evolution of digital and how do we put that seven to 12 touches onto digital platforms either as the first touch, second touch, or the, the touches that lead um, to the purchase down the line. Yeah, but I, I remember, by the way, Daryl, um, I, I know we're getting towards the end of episode one, but um, we, we've charted that for many years, and my wife who works with me said, oh, we've been on 15 times. Let's just go one more, just got one more, and we got the contract on 15. So, you know, yes. it, it's finding out, What's the reason as well behind why they may not be moving forward? Thanks, Daryl. Now, let's give viewers and listeners details of your URL, your website address, which obviously viewers, you can see on the screen behind <laughs> me. Now, I don't think we've gone overboard, have we, Daryl? No, we definitely haven't gone overboard. <laughs> I don't we're think telling so. You, think we're telling you, telling you, and telling you again. There's Anyways, a few pixels um, there that we can... Yeah, no. Now, obviously, don't forget, it's for our listeners that can't obviously see that. I'll read that all out to you. It's all the W's, all the W's, Daryl, which is spelled D-A-R-R-E-L-L. So DarylEvans.net, DarylEvans.net. Now, uh, Daryl and his team are experts in helping professional services companies especially improve their marketing effectiveness. I'm looking forward to chatting to episode two as Daryl and I sort of um, delve back and balance between today and all the years ago of our history. But for now, thanks for a great episode one, Daryl. Thank you so much for having me, Malcolm. I've been enjoying the conversation. Let's keep it going.